Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montrager interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Montrager. Hi, it's Rich Bontrager, The Trigger from How to Rock the Stage Media and How to Rock the Stage Show. I'm jumping in early today for the How to Rock the Stage podcast and show because we're going to be replaying my discussion with Robert Cressman, who is an amazing rock star speaker, performance coach. We had this interview planned for the normal time of like 30 minutes. <laughs> we went way longer. And so we're going to chop this discussion into a two-part episode. I want to let you know that in advance, Robin is a true, amazing performer. You'll hear the introduction. You'll hear why. But I also want to let you know, he gave more content than I expected. He went above and beyond of being a great guest. Uh, we're going to talk about the four ways to stand out on stage and present like a rock star. That was the whole conversation was about. He shares nuggets of information that come out of his years of presenting, teaching, coaching on this subject. If you're a public speaker, if you're part of the National Speakers Association, if you're wanting to be a speaker, if you're tired of what you're doing on stage, this two-part episode is for you. I really want to encourage you, go get a piece of paper, go get a yellow line notebook, uh, open up, get ready. This will be a class, a course all within a two-part episode. Robin provided so much content. Robin, I want to say thank you very much for what you gave, my friend. I really, really appreciate that. And also, while I have a moment here, I want to say thank you for subscribing, following, liking uh, the How to Rock the Stage show. Uh, it's been an amazing journey to get guests like Robin on the show. And we have more amazing guests. So thank you for being with us. But this is a special hour. Uh, and it's going to be a two-parter. We will stop it midway through, and then we'll pick it up with part two. So if you're on the Apple Podcast or other streaming podcasts, make you subscribe. Make sure you watch part one, part two. Uh, and then you're on the video side. You'll be able to get this uh, either in its entirety or in two-part as well, depending on how you're a member of How the Rock Stage. This is a blast. This is a great show. So without any further ado, uh, let's roll tape and have you be a part of how to Rock the Stage with Robin Cressman, the rock star. And good evening. Welcome back to How to Rock the Stage. It's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. We're live streaming back again on multiple platforms. Rock the Stage is all about helping you shine on camera, shine on stage, elevate you and your brand. And we always have amazing guests come in. And again, Jordan, it's Wednesday, not Thursday. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday to you, Jordan. As he comes flying in, one of our regulars here, he's so pumped up for the night. We've got to have a great show tonight. We're always here to help you shine on camera and shine on stage with these amazing guests. And tonight we are going to get into truly a rock and show tonight. We have a great guest, many years of experience. We're going to dive deeply into that. We also want to mention tonight, we're also thankful for our sponsor that makes it all possible to bring this to you. National Speakers Association is one of our sponsors. And again, the NSA is the place to help you. If you're a speaker, an influencer, you want to learn how to level up your skills, uh, that's part of the way you do it with the National Speakers Association. And we're proud to be partnering with them 
and bringing this show to you. And of course, don't forget, Rock to Stage Media is now also a podcast. When we're done here, we're going to recycle it and go up an audio version that will go live on Thursday. But for now, we do want to bring in an amazing, wonderful guest tonight. And let me give a proper introduction to our guest star here tonight. Robin Cressman is a masterful musician, performance coach, keynote speaker, and a two-time Emmy and 17-time award, Telly Award-winning television producer. He is also known as the rock star speaker and performance coach with 25 years of experience in music, television, speaking, entertainment, and as a former recording artist himself, record company executive. He had that title as well. He's an Emmy award-winning television producer with over 300 hours of broadcast television shows. Robin has worked with over 50 renowned celebrities, Trisha Yearwood, Vince Gill, NASCAR's Jeff Gordon, and Sir Paul McCarty, among many, many others. Robin also was the co-founder and the lead singer of The Backstreet, and they won three consecutive top pop rock, rock band awards in Texas, and they competed for the $100,000 prize with Ed McMahon on the old Star Search, Star Search television show. They did sign a recording artist with USA Records and shared the stage with famous bands like Starship, Restless Heart, one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, Firefall, and the Pointer Systems. And if that's not enough, he is a highly sought-after uh, performance coach. Robin has coached and produced over 140 speakers, including 17 members of the Speaker Hall of Fame. Robin, welcome to Rock the Stage tonight. <laughs> wow, thank you, Rich. Awesome, man. What an introduction, my goodness. <laughs> and right now we are seeing comments flying in already. We, we, we haven't even done anything, and people are loving on you. It's just hey, a Jordan, great to see night you, man. to launch off and see people coming on in. So the stage is set. You've been properly introduced. And how did you get in this whole crazy business to begin with? Wow. Well, I wanted to be a rock star growing up. I wanted to play music and be, you know, Paul McCartney. But it never quite happened. Got close. Uh, like you said, played with Backstreet. My cousin and I started a band. And uh, we had great success in the North Texas area. Uh, went on to record three albums, had our own nightclub for a while, got featured on Star Search, but unfortunately Sawyer Brown, country band, beat us out at the very end. And so, uh, but it was a wonderful experience. That led me getting into the record company business um, as a national marketing director for a division of Word Records, the largest Christian record company at the time uh, in the country. And that was a special experience. And then my mentor, Bill Landers, uh, musician, spiritual mentor, friend, business, uh, got into television, having been in the music business, and said, I want you to come uh, work with me. And I didn't know anything about television. And he said, I'll teach you everything I know. I want you to be better than me. And I, I was never better than him, but he did teach me a lot. And I, we became partners and uh, over the years worked with him as an associate producer, as a producer, a director, supervising producer, and executive producer at the end. So it was a wonderful time. And I just got lucky, quite honestly, along the way. And didn't know a lot about the industries that I was beginning to go into. And I just jumped in and learned what I could. And I had a good fortune. So it was a wonderful career. And then I ultimately getting, got involved in the speaking business by accident, really. And um, got invited to come down to the International Speakers Bureau to do a project for them. And they were the third largest uh, speakers bureau in the world at that time. And I didn't know much about the speaking business. My dad happened to be good friends with Zig Ziglar. 
my dad was a pastor and a minister, and they got connected that way, and they were golfing buddies. But that's about all I knew from the speaking world. And then um, all of a sudden, I moved my little team down into their office, and they started parading speakers into me to produce their videos. So I'm coming from a television producer into a video producer now for speakers, and it was an awesome time because I was able to bring a new perspective to the speaking world coming from the entertainment side, and that kind of blew up and it was just, it was wonderful. And it kept going where I became a speaker myself and then went back into television, but we'll get into that. But it was, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Which one did you like out of that? Did you like the music side when you were back playing with the bands and touring? Did you like the fact that you got into television and producing and doing all that? Or did you really like the coaching side of the speaking world? Yes, 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 and yes, and yes. Actually, dude, I, I loved every bit of it. I mean, I, my heart was being a musician, and I love it. I still play to this day, and I still I was playing as a speaker at a program called Rockstar Principles of Success, uh, and I would go out and do shows, and I'm doing music from the from the classic rock era and telling my stories from the uh, the speakers. I mean, the artists that I used in my television shows. So I still do it, and I love it, but. Uh, man, I was in a record company. Are you kidding me? I thought now I've been on the front side. Now I'm on the back side. I learned a great deal about being working for a record label and then getting to be in television because most of the television that we did were specials and series and docu reality type things, documentaries, basically with rock stars, whether they were musician rock stars. We did a lot of stuff for TNN, the national network back in the day, which was home of country music. Yeah. So I've got a lot of country artists that I worked with, a lot of rocks, rock artists that we worked with as well. And then um, NASCAR, Jeff Gordon, the NASCAR driver, did five specials with Jeff. So all these artists and people that I got exposed to were amazing. Then I started meeting all these speakers who literally wrote the book, you know, on whatever topic they were. And it, man, I just, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Yeah. It's been a remarkable time. So, By the way, tonight we're trying something new. We're going to try something new here tonight. If you want to text, always use the chat, drop them in the chat. But tonight, if you want to ask questions of Robin, myself, as we have a great conversation, use 507-358-4212. Just use that text and we'll field your questions. We'll use the chat. We'd love to have you involved with the conversation tonight as we talk with Robin about his many career and how you can rock your stage. We're going to get into that. But the NSA, the National Speakers Association, you and I are both connected to that. You've had a great career. Many of the NSA people tune in here. How did you really fall into that? And how far did you go with the NSA? Well, uh, after our television career with Morningstar Entertainment Group ended after about 15 years, TNN, the National Network, sold. Uh, and so basically our eggs were all in one pot, that and ESPN. So we kind of disbanded for a little while. And I went out of my own. And my second client, after a Billy Graham documentary that I did, uh, was the International Speakers Bureau. And I, again, like I did, I didn't know much about it. And they started parading people into me, uh, speakers who literally had written the book, but they needed a new video. Uh, and so I was producing their videos, which led me to coaching them because a lot of them wrote the book, but they really weren't that good on stage necessarily. I shouldn't say that good. They were good, but they could be a lot better. And so I started coaching them and I ended up getting dubbed the Simon Cowell of the speaking business. Remember Simon Cowell from back in the American oh, yeah. uh, idle days, but with a smile on my face. 
because I was there to bring truth. I was there to really be honest with them having, having produced their videos. I'm watching all their footage. I know what they've done and what they haven't done. And I begin to coach them as they ask questions and they then hired me to be their coach. So it was a, a remarkable time. And I've got some of my greatest friends who are professional speakers at NSA. And then I started getting asked to go and speak to chapters on how to be a rock star speaker. Cause I got kind of this rock star thing coming from my, my world of television. I got dubbed the rock star speaker by the Canadian speaker magazine doing an article on a couple of us. And so that kind of stuck. And then I did, I think 17 chapters for NSA on their, on doing that program. And then I ultimately got asked to speak, um, in 2008 on the main stage for the national convention in New York city, it was called NSA rocks. Dude, it was one of the biggest conventions they've had. And they asked me to host a panel of rock stars. So I got Kevin Cronin from REO Speedwagon to join me, Simon Kirk from Bad Company to join me. And then they'd already worked with David Fishhoff, who is the founder of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp and Ringo Stars manager and the producer of the Dirty Dancing touring play, our stage play. They were my panel and we were on the main stage and the topic was what a speaker can learn from a rock star. Uh, Mark LeBlanc was president that year, and uh, Eric Chester, Bill Stanton, so many great people, leaders were part of that program. And um, it was a remarkable time. And it was talked about and still is today as one of the best programs uh, ever for NSA convention. How could it not be when you've got three rock stars? Oh, my you know, goodness. Little rock stars, you know? So well, that was a great thing. Yeah. Kevin and those guys still had their voice at their highest level. They were still there. I mean, they're still touring, but it's not the same Kevin Cronin and RL Speedwagon. Let's admit that. But I still love well, him. <laughs> he, he's, he doesn't have the – I mean, his hair used to be crazy and black. It's all white like mine. Mine used to be black or brown as well, all white. So that definitely shows her age. But Kevin's still got it. They're still working it. I mean, they're touring constantly. They're out yeah. right now with Loverboy and, and uh, um, Sticks. And they're, they're just constantly touring. We've become friends over the years and see him a lot. And um, uh, it was just a great guy, great experience with NSA. And they loved them. The, the, they loved our speakers, our, our audience, and the audience loved them. It was, it was really amazing. So what really separates you from others? I mean, you do video producer, speaker, coach. What really separates you and distinguishes you more than anything else? You know, I have to say, coming from an inter the entertainment world, I have an entertainment mindset and, and a marketing mindset from an entertainment perspective. When I very first came in and started producing videos, um, they were sizzle reels. They were uh, you either, you had to be in the maybe pile or the trash pile for a speaker uh, bureau representative or a meeting planner to book you. And they would, that first two minutes, that first 30 seconds into the next 60 seconds to the second minute had to be wow. And no one was doing that at the time. And then beyond that, it, those in those days, speakers, um, videos were 12 to 15 minutes long, sometimes 20 minute long. So having produced so many documentaries, I was able to go into the content of watching three hours of their presentations, three different presentations, calling the best and losing the rest. And then packing those together, together, like one of my television shows. So it was very entertaining and insightful. And it, it jumped from one event to the next event to the next event. And it just positioned the speaker in such a powerful way that I quickly blew up because of word of mouth. And that was because of that style. And the same thing with coaching. 
I know from the music business, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of musicians trying to get a record deal. And boy, if you don't have what it takes, there's somebody right behind you. And so next, next, next. And so Simon Cowell was out so, you know, really hot at American Idol during those days. And I watched his coaching and critiquing of these speakers. And he was known to be really harsh. People hated him, you know. But all the artists in the interviews they were doing, they said, I love Randy and I love, um, what's her name? I forgot her name. Uh, Paula Abdul to, that, in their t- conversations. But when Simon speaks, we listen because we know that matters. And so I kind of begin to, to tell the truth with a lot of the speakers and they, you know, push back a little bit. And I said, well, that's not really true because I've got it right here on video. You really didn't do what you think you did. Oh, okay. And so, you know, they just, they, they begin to embrace me and, and, and trust me. And I probably knew their presentation better than anybody else on the planet, even more than their spouse, because I was living it so long to get the videos done. So I think that's just what was different. And I just blew up. They just, people were recommending me like, like crazy. The videos now are much different. Oh yeah. uh, Chris West is the guy now. He is doing great in producing him. I don't know him personally, but I, I know of him. I've seen a lot of what he does and he's doing a great job. In producing videos so well and again the pandemic is making radical changes that's how yep. this whole show was born that's how rock the stage was born there's so much going on that it's it's, it's an evolution for speakers yeah video people tv show hosts there's so much going on right now but let's get into these four things you got going on here can you talk a little bit about the four ways to stand out on stage and present like that rock star that we all want to be yeah, and you know, this is, um, I have a course called Rock Your Keynote to Book More Gigs. And this comes, this thinking comes from that, which came from my years of coaching speakers. And again, I have an entertainment perspective, entertainment industry perspective. And I, I got to spend so much time on the road with a lot of real rock stars doing a documentary called Full Access on Tour, uh, behind the scenes look at country music artists on the road. Um, uh, documentary on the life of Buddy Holly, where we interviewed 17 artists who have, were influenced by Buddy Holly. And then a, a series called Troubadour Texas, which is a docu-reality series of 22 artists for 22 uh, episodes a year, uh, every season, hour-long episodes, documenting their life. So I've seen, not only with my own experience as a playing professionally as a musician, but what it's really like to put a program, a show together have a band and be able to go out and rock the house night after night after night. And so I began to look what speakers were doing. And again, a lot of them had written the book, so they were very knowledgeable, but they did not understand presentation skills from mm-hmm. a wow perspective. And so I began to think through how does this work? And so I looked at my life as a producer and I thought, well, you know what, if I were producing a television show, what would be my process if I had to start over? Well, it's, uh, Think like a producer. That's the first step. Uh, Stage like a director. Write like a storyteller and songwriter. Rehearse like an actor. And then perform like a rock star. You take those five pieces and you go through each one of those steps with the process, what it takes to do each one of those areas. And all of a sudden, you think differently. You're more broad in what you even imagine. The what if, what if I could do that comes to a to place. And it just opened up a world of opportunities. So 
that's my five things that I would teach people. And I can run through them if you want, but yeah. those five steps are really the keys. So everyone get ready. You're going to start writing things down, soaking it up. I mean, you are at the foot of a rock star that knows how to make you a rock star. So if you're going to up your game here tonight, we're going to take this a little bit of time, take, take little nuggets here. So think like a producer. Break that one down because most people don't even know what a producer does. <laughs> okay. In, in, in the world of television, movies are different, but in the world of television, the, the producer typically is the creator or co-creator of a concept of a show. They will hire directors, writers to come in. Sometimes they're the writer themselves, but they will hire other people, ancillary people around them. But typically the producer is a cre creator or co-creator. So imagine if I'm producing a new television show, simultaneously you are producing a new speech. What I would suggest to do, what I would be doing with my television show, first of all, I would begin to brainstorm the idea. Well, who, what am I trying to do with this show? What is this about? Who is it going to reach? What's the audience? Are they going to like it? Who's my competition? I'd go through all those factors and narrow this down. So um, what is the show about? What's your speech about? Um, what problem does it solve? What's the concept of the show? Who's going to watch it? Who's the audience for the show? And who's going to be the buyer, not the audience necessarily, but the buyer of your speech? Um, what's so special about you that you are going to be the one that has to create this? And then um, what's the wow? And uh, right before that is what's in it for them? What's, what's the point of the watching the show? Is it going to be a drama, a comedy? Is it funny? Is it stupid? Is it a uh, you know, variety show. What's the idea there? And then for the, for the speech, what's the benefit to the, 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 the uh, attendee? What's in it for them? And so if you, once you kind of go through that, then you have to bring that rough concept to some broadened experienced minds in the industry that you're in and present it to them. It's rough, but you're presenting it to them just to get a, a first level not so sure about that, Rich. What are you? I'm not sure that was going to work. So you either like, okay, this is not going to work. You need to start over. Or yeah, but you need to tweak this. If you were to da 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 da, so you get some new perspective, okay? Then you bring in your writer or co-writer, and you begin to think, okay. Well, back up. You go to the, your director next. Then you begin I'm, I'm, to okay, let's let's let, let's talk about that director now. The director kind of brings you a new perspective because um, they're the ones a lot of times, and I was a director as well during my years, What? how do I make this look? What's the shot? What's the staging? What's the idea? Do we go on location? Do what? You know, all those types of things. So the director comes in and says, okay, so here's the concept. Here's the speech topic. I'll relate all this to the speaking side, and, and you'll see the parallels with the, with the television. But okay, you know your audience, you know what the topic's going to be. How can we present this in a cool way? What are some staging elements that we can do? Can we bring in video? Um, can we bring in um, a, a, someone on a panel? Can we bring people up from the audience? Do we bring in um, interviews on camera, on video? Um, are you going to dance? Are you going to do music? All of those things, the what ifs. And Right now, I'm bringing a lot of entertainment factors. Even if you're not an entertainment type speaker, how do you think out of the box for what you do that's going to be different and set you apart from all the other speakers? That's so, the mindset. You throw out wide and then you bring it in. So I'm sure during those days, because the PowerPoint was king back then, you were probably telling me, cut of the people. PowerPoint, cut the PowerPoint, right? You were telling them to 
do creative things, but PowerPoint was not the way to go. And still isn't, right? Unless, unless you did a killer presentation of PowerPoint. And what I mean by that, it's not bullet points. It's rarely even script on screen. No. It's videos. It's imagery. It sells the stage. I've got on my PowerPoint that I was using when I was doing before, I had music transitions for every single point that I was making. I was doing the rock star principles of success. I had eight points that I was doing. Now that is crazy nuts. And I don't recommend that <laughs> except in what I was doing was an entertainment based program. And so I had Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney and Trisha Yearwood and all of these people showcased on there and music was underneath those beds. Yeah. So it was produced in a very entertaining way. All the AV guys was, would come back after us. Wow. We've never seen a, a show like that. And here's the key. It was timed out. It was timed out. So if I had a segment on one point and I'm going to be up on that segment for six minutes and I had my presentation, it was produced in six minute segments. I knew it that well that I produced it. And so it would, I would hit click once and everything behind me was constantly, you know, going along with what I'm saying. That's the power of knowing your program like a concert. It's verbatim. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So I but, want to do yeah. this because right now you just set up the whole visual, the whole energy. This is something that I want you to talk through a little bit because you talk about the music, the pacing. Let's bring this in here right now and just show everybody a sample of what you kind of produce. Oh, this is just a quick little slideshow of just some of my career background. And this, this is nothing produced. It's just a bunch of slides. These are acts that we opened up for. That was my band before. Here's some of the artists that are on my shows. Uh, that was a wonderful time. And full access on tour was a big key thing for us. The Jeff Gordon show. Uh, we did a thing for Humor in the Heartland, all these comedians. That's the Buddy Holly special that we did. We did a behind the scenes, the first NBC special ever for NASCAR. That's the Troubadour Texas. Uh, that's the young songwriters on their way to success. Some of my speaker clients, some of you might know some of these guys. And then my own speaking as well, a part of that when I was out doing my Rockstar Principles of Success. And then some of my Rockstar buddies, and then these are individual accolades for just a few of the artists that I produced. And I want to show you at the end of this, the number of accolades that all of these guys had. There's Victoria LaBombe, a great Hall of Fame speaker, Vince Gill. But check this out. In like two slides, you're going to see this. Of course, my hero moment was that right there with Paul McCartney. <laughs> but look at this. 56 Grammy Awards, 149 Grammy nominations, 64 CMA Awards, 75 number one hit songs, 93 NASCAR won in four championships, and over 700,000, uh, 700 million albums sold. Can you believe that? So that is crazy, crazy, crazy. So getting to be on the road with these artists doing these documentaries. I'm with them for, I go out and scout the location with them, be on the road for three or four days while they're on tour, bring my team back and we would be with them for four more days. And I'd be in the edit bay working on all, all the shows and interacting with them while they're out on the road, on the road and their managers. What an education. And so. Well, again, I, again, I, I want everyone to see that. And it is packed with screaming guitars in the background and everything, but we wanted uh, Robin to talk yeah, we to that hear a little music. bit. Um, so we want yeah. you guys to, to see and hear and understand. Let's get back into storytelling now because we still got a couple more points to get in here. Okay. 
Okay, now you've kind of got some ideas that the director has given you and you've opened your mind up. Now you've got to bring in the content, the words. Well, I want you to think instead of bullet point driven, working from PowerPoint first, I want you to think, how can I take my message, whatever it might be, and craft it more as a story? The whole thing. Yeah, you've got to always have a lot of different stories. But think of it as a, could it be a one man or one woman show? Is that possible? I, I did a thing for um, a bunch of scientists not long ago uh, at the Southwest Institute of Intelligence. And they wanted me to come and talk to them about presentation skills. Well, how do you teach scientists to be storytellers? It was an amazing <laughs> event, but it worked. They got it. So if, if they can think through this like this, we can too as speakers. And so you begin to think, okay, have you read a book that was just, in, you couldn't put it down and you just were engulfed with it? Probably so. More importantly, have you heard a song that you just, oh, you loved it, you resonated with it so much, go, that's my story, that's my song. We all have. Yeah. Now here's what's interesting. That's a three to four minute little piece of art that has two, maybe three verses with the chorus that repeats, that has a little memorable middle, memorable middle called the bridge. That's it. And yet it is a hit song. So millions of people love the song, have probably purchased the song, but you think it's your song because it connected with you. That's the attitude and the idea I want us to come to presenting our programs. People are res resonate with stories. They resonate when it's personal. Now, it's not all about me, 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 me. It can't be that. Even if you're telling your own stories, which I was doing in my, in my past, but it always had relevance. And what's the point? What's in it for them? It always had a call to action, always had a point. They were just wild because they could relate to some of that. So if we think like a storyteller as a writer or a songwriter, and we, we, first of all, we write the whole speech out. Hear me well. You write the whole speech out. Why? Not to memorize it, but to get rid of the things you're not going to use. Mm -hmm. As you write things down, or even if you speak it and then get it translated, trans yeah, you will not use half of it. Because it's just when you look at it and you read through it, you go, oh, that's not really relevant. That's not that really good. Oh, I could say that better. So by writing it down and knowing it and timing it out, you know what to keep and what to lose. Keep the best and lose the rest. Then you break it down in segments and you learn it so well, you never would ever be you know, talked about memorizing because you're not memorizing. You just know these stories. It oozes fact, out of you. It just seeps out of you as you do it. That's right. It's just in your bones. Which brings us to the next section, which is rehearse like an actor. Because well, hang on for one second. Yeah, yeah, go, go, I want to go, go, go back to story time for one second here because yeah. when I coach people, they're always, okay, the introduction, and I coach them having your introduction written out. Someone else read the introduction, set the stage for you, and then you go hit the stage and hit it hard. Most of them want to start with, hi, let me tell you a little bit about myself. And I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Don't do it. Lead with a story right off and hit them with something they do not expect. You agree with that, storyteller? 1,000%. First of all, I suggest producing a video as your opening versus having someone read it because I've seen so many videos, I mean, so many introductions get just bashed because yeah. they don't do it well. So produce your own video, have a producer do it for you so it 
it comes out and man, you're wow. And also I always suggest embed some applause at the end of that. It's always got music underneath it. Always embed a little bit of applause to it. So when they say, so please welcome Rich Trigger by Trigger. All right. The, the applause starts happening live in the room and the applause continues in the video. Now there's some energy coming in, which means you've got to hit the stage with something powerful. It's not about your plane ride in here, your Uber ride, or great to be here. Thank no. you, John, Beatty, none of that. It's immediately start with a story, start with a question, start with, if it's not something fun and crazy, start with something serious, provocative, um, you know, ask them to raise their hands, do something that's different from any other speaker. And you have already figured that out when you're thinking like a director. You're yeah. already programming the idea. So you know you're not going to do that. So Thank yes. you. I just want to clarify that people skim over that. And that's why takeoff and landing are two of the most important things in any speaking. You need to take off and you need to hit it because otherwise you're going to crash and burn. Think about every rock show you've ever seen. Did they ever come out? Hey, what's up, guys? Let me plug in my guitar. No, the lights are going. Are you ready to rock and roll? Please put your hands up. You know, whatever they might do. But usually it's music and they're kind of stuff. And I got I got all kind of experiences yeah. with that. And then the artists come running out on stage and they're kicking into the show and the crowd's going nuts, smoke's happening everywhere, flashing lights. It's wild. They start with their second best song and they end with their best song. That's wow. That's re-listening to that again was incredible. I've got notes written down myself on those four points. We're not even through all the four points. We have a, a ways to go. This was the end of part one of our show uh, as we chop this up into a two-parter. So make sure you follow, subscribe, listen to part two of our conversation with Robert Cressman, And again, watch for more amazing guests, uh, guests appearing on How to Rock the Stage Show every Wednesday night, live at seven o'clock Eastern time. We stream it on many different platforms. And of course it is now being put up on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms on as well uh always going live on thursday morning at 11 o'clock eastern time uh so catch it on the audio version catch it on the video version but that wraps up part one i hope you're excited to hear part two so uh make sure you subscribe and follow and thanks for being here for tonight <laughs>